How could you think of such a thing? Oh, excuse me, I didn't see you come in. I was just looking at an idea my brother Andrew had for a symbol to represent the followers of the Messiah. Here, please come in and sit down. My friends here tell me that you want to learn how I first came to be a follower of the Messiah. Well, let me see now. That would have been about 20 years ago, but I still remember it as if it were yesterday. My brother Andrew and I, along with our partners James and John, were fishermen from Bethsaida on the north shore of the Sea of Galilee. Though we spent all night and part of the day in the fishing business, we still found time to discuss the scriptures especially those concerning the prophecies of the coming Messiah. One day we heard about a report of a new prophet in Israel named John. He was baptizing in Bethany beyond the Jordan, about 25 miles away. And even though our fishing business was doing well, we decided to leave it for a while and go down and investigate this John. We thought he might be the Messiah that we've been so long waiting for. Now, we found John to indeed be a man of God. He was filled with conviction and authority. Yet, he made no claim to be the Messiah. So after a while, we began to long once more for the shores of Galilee and to go back to our fishing business. But then things changed abruptly. For Andrew, you see, met the master. It was like this. One day while I was away, Andrew was talking with John along the banks of the Jordan, when all of a sudden John looked up at a man walking by and shouted out, Behold the Lamb of God! Perhaps this does not mean much to you, but this statement set my brother clambering up the hill after the man. You see, John was saying that this man was the Messiah. Andrew spent the day with him and part of the night, and later on he came and brought me to him as well. He introduced me to him, and he said his name was Jesus. <laughs> the first thing that Jesus did was to change my name to Peter the Rock. I was amazed. We began to spend some time with him. He led us to nearby Cana, where we witnessed him turn water into wine. Later on, we went to Judea, watched him preach to thousands of people, great multitudes, and heal many of their diseases. We were amazed at all the astounding signs and miracles that he was doing. After a time, we returned to Galilee. We had spent a long time with Jesus all winter and through the spring, so we thought it was time to get back to our fishing business. We were fishermen, so we went back fishing. You see, none of us were yet fully aware of who he really was. Our nights were filled with battling the wily and stubborn fish of the Sea of Galilee. During the night, they'd come up from the deep bar bottom of the lake and swim to the shallow shelf areas around the shore. This is the only place where they could be caught. You couldn't catch them in the deep water with the short nets we used. During the day, the fish would swim to the bottom of the lake to escape the heat and light of the sun, and nothing could bring them up. Many a time in a long night's treachery, I would complain, God, why don't you make these fish come to the service during the day so we could work at decent hours like normal men? But when Simon Peter couldn't do anything about that, only God could bring those fish up during the day. After a time, people 
Jesus came to Capernaum, right near where we were then living, settled there for a while. One day as he was standing on the beach with the people pressing in upon him, he turned and he saw our boats. He got into one of them, mine to be exact. I went over to him from where I was washing my nets and asked what he wanted. He commanded me to pull out a little from shore. Now I was tired from having fished all night and the end not catching anything. But Jesus needed my boat to teach the people the word of God from, so I went along with it. I, along with my brother Andrew, rowed a little from shore, right about from where we'd often fished from. There we sat spellbound. As we watched Jesus use our boat as a platform to draw the people to him, as we threw our net and drew the fish to us. After he was done speaking, he commanded us to pull it onto deep water and let our nets down for a catch. I couldn't believe my ears. Here a carpenter was telling me, a fisherman, how to fish. So I said, Master, we worked hard all night and haven't caught a thing. But as I thought about this, my mind went back to that day in Cana where he, where he turned water to wine and to Bethany beyond the Jordan where my brother believed him to be the Messiah. So I thought, if he wants us to row out in the middle of the lake and let our nets down for a catch and look like total fools, we would do it. As soon as we lowered our nets, the fish began to swarm in so much that the nets began to tear. I singled James and John to come and help us. They rowed out, and we both filled our boats up with so much fish that they began to sink. This had never happened before. Then like lightning, it hit me. I suppose if I'd been a winemaker at Cana, I would have seen and realized it there. Or if I had been a physician in Judea, I would have seen and realized it there. It was not till I, a fisherman, saw Jesus caught fish from the bottom of the lake during the day, totally contrary to the laws of nature, did I realize it. You see, only God could do that. As this thought came crashing into my mind, yet another thought came in like thunder in the midst of the storm, and I realized that here, I, a man of unclean lips and a man of anger and a man of evil thoughts, was seated next to the Holy One of Israel. I fell at Jesus' feet. I said, go away from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. But Jesus said, stop being afraid. From this point on, you'll be a fisher of men. When we reached shore, we pulled our boats up on shore and left everything to become his disciples. From that point on, I along who were with me there that day, those men have continued to follow the master. After his death and resurrection, we persevered in our commitment. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, we have caught men with the net of the gospel from Jerusalem to Rome. When we learned who Jesus really was, we became like those lumps of clay. And he shaped us to become the fisher of men that he wanted us to become. But do you know he's called all believers to be a fisher of men? I was there the day he said these words, intending them for all believers. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, 
And surely I will be with you always to the very end of the age. This has been my burden from that day to this. But when I learned who Jesus really was, and later on we saw what Jesus did for us on the cross, I felt compelled to do what he commanded me to do. I felt compelled to become the fisher of men that he wanted me to become. But you know, he's called us all to bear a testimony to what God has done in our lives. If you don't know how to tell your story, find someone in the congregation who can train you on how to become a fisher of men. We're not all called to be evangelists, but we are all called to bear witness, to tell our story of what God has done in our lives. We can all do that. But excuse me now, I, I have to go and speak to the brethren. Oh, you, you probably want to know what this is, don't you? Well, my brother Andrew wanted to come up with an idea to represent the followers of the Messiah. So he came up with this. Who knows? Maybe it will catch on. <laughs> 